Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone else, welcome back to the Tales of Hope podcast. I am your host, Nick. If you're not sure of who I am, a little backstory, I'm a custodian here at Hope College. I graduated from here in 2017, and that's all you need to know for now. Maybe one day I'll do an episode on myself, but regardless, um, if you were listening to this, you might have a general idea of how to get a hold of us. In case you don't, or if you need a refresher, you can find us on Facebook, just search for Tales of Hope Podcast. Instagram and Twitter are at Tales of Hope Pod. It's all one word, all lowercase. YouTube, which I've been stepping away from for a bit, that's Tales of Hope Podcast. And also the Anchor app, you can search for Tales of Hope. Or you can also search for it on their website. Or you can just go to anchor.fm slash Tales of Hope. You can find us there. Also, through them, Anchor is an amazing site because they will put you on other websites and apps. So we are also found on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, my favorite one, CastBox, found all over the place. You can just search for us. I'm sure you'll find us. Finally, if you want to email the show, if you have suggestions of who should come on, if you would want to come on, if you have questions, comments, anything like that, Send us an email at storiesofhopepod at gmail.com. I'll try to respond as quickly as I can, but should be able to get back to you within an hour or so. Um, as I like to do each week, uh, the follower of the week and the podcast of the week. The follower of the week is a Hope grad. She, I believe, was 2013. Don't quote me on that. Molly, if you hear this, I'm sorry. <laughs> it is... Molly Collins. She is currently a physical education teacher at Penfield High School. So Molly, thank you for the support. Hopefully one day we can bring you on because I know you have a very interesting story. The podcast of the week. So these are just podcasts that I listen to that I think are interesting. Maybe you guys can check them out. This one is called Be Scared. It's hosted by B Busta. Found this guy on YouTube. He's one of those people that you'll find on there reading like the scary stories off Reddit and everything. Um, I listen to them on CastBox, but I'm sure you can find them on multiple other uh, channels. It's B-E period and then scared. So check him out. A lot of the stories are probably fake that he reads. Some are true, but the way he reads them is pretty interesting. And I'm pretty sure he's Australian, so the accent makes it all work out better. Finally, it's time to introduce our guest. She is a 2013 Hope grad, works here in the disability, disability and accessibility resources, I believe. Yes. Um, someone who, as we were just talking about, actually saw each other my freshman year which was her senior year and still kind of recognize each other from there yep <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen and everyone else megan herzog thanks for having me on of course so take us all the way back to when it first started for you oh my like day one of my life is that what you're saying <laughs> as far back as you can remember <laughs> yeah. well um i was a hope baby okay. i was born my mother's freshman year yeah, wow. I hope. October. October 4th. Okay. Yep, my parents uh, were high school sweethearts, and I was a 
surprise accident baby. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, they got married a month after I was born. Okay. Um, so I like to joke and say that I've done hope twice. Because <laughs> it's I, very true. Yeah. Um, they would take me to class because okay. they didn't always have someone to watch me. So I would sit in my car seat in the back of the class um, and I would be quiet. And yeah, I did that for all four of their years pretty wow. much. Yeah. Okay. Yep. When I got bigger, obviously, um, I wasn't in a car seat. I would uh, bring a, like a coloring book right. with okay. me and I would sit in the back. Um, but if I couldn't go to a class, like I couldn't go into chemistry labs and stuff like that, right. um, my dad's friends would take care of me. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, they joked around and said I was a chick magnet because all the girls wanted to come hang out with them right. because, you know, this cute little blonde girl was running around <laughs> with them. So that was fun. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's kind of my beginnings. I started at Hope and I'm back here. And I, I thought after I'd graduate that I'd go back to where my parents are living now in Minnesota, but um, hope kept me. And it <laughs> seems like uh, I'm never leaving, which is okay. It's a good place to be. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, did, you ever, did your parents ever talk about kind of that experience of bringing <laughs> you to class and everything? Yeah, they did talk about it. Um, for the most part, professors were really understanding and patient with them. Okay. Um, because I think that they recognized that my parents wanted to um, succeed and do well. And so they're like, okay, well, as long as, you know, the kid's not a distraction, like, come to class, bring right. the kid. So oh. I did. <laughs> the, I, uh, they still do this today, the, uh, the developmental psychology class, yep. the, the children guinea pigs. Mm -hmm. I was one of those <laughs> ones yep, okay. for many years. Um, and it's just weird, like, when I came here as a student, mm -hmm. uh, I had professors who were like, I knew you when you were a baby. <laughs> I'm like, oh, dear. <laughs> like, you came to my class. I'm like, well, here I am now. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay. So after they graduated, yep. did you guys stick around in the area, or did you go back to Minnesota? Yeah. So, um my parents graduated. My dad went to Michigan State okay. um, for medical school. Mm -hmm. He became a doctor. And then um, he applied for a residency um, at the Mayo Clinic. Yep. Got the position. And let's see, I was in third grade or no, second grade. And we moved to Minnesota and we've been there ever since. Wow. So my dad's a doctor there. My mm -hmm. mom's a teacher. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. What was that transition like coming oh, from gosh. here to there? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Um, it was definitely challenging at first just because I had made friends and like it's always hard to move, I feel like. Right. Um, but I settled in fairly okay, okay. <laughs> um, I'd say. Um, the thing that was hard at first for my mom, at least, was how cold it is. Minnesota is so cold, but I loved it. I loved the snow. I loved all the activities for snow. I uh, eventually, in high school, started playing ice hockey. Uh, just because, okay. yeah, I know. So into snow in winter. <laughs> it's my favorite. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I feel like the transition went fine. Oh, so, okay. yeah. I mean, snow to snow, it's not really that. Yeah, it's, it's similar. <laughs> yeah. Different state, new people. Right. <laughs> okay. 
So what else were you involved in hmm. when you were younger? Um, well, I so I spent uh, most of my childhood playing soccer. I okay. started playing soccer in second grade, and so- soccer was my thing, and I absolutely loved it. Okay. Um, and let's see, right, it was my sophomore year in high school. My high school had just started its first, like, separate female team for hockey and it was going to be a varsity team and my dad showed up one day and he's like you're gonna play i'm like excuse me i play (laughs) soccer i'm not playing ice hockey um and so (laughs) he's like yeah we're gonna go buy you equipment and i'm like no we're not we're not gonna go buy me equipment he's like yes yes we are come on let's go so we got in the car he bought me all the things that you need to play ice hockey signed me up for the team i had never played hockey before mm-hmm. like i didn't know anything um and so before the season started my dad would take me to every open skate that was available around oh, town so i could practice my skating yeah. and then at home we would practice stick handling and stuff like that um and uh i wasn't anything awesome <laughs> to being like to begin um but a lot of the girls that were on the team um since it was this new thing they were like i was at a similar level of skill as them there right. was um we had f- five girls who had played hockey prior to this like team going um and so they kind of were the leaders um helping us do different uh, skill practices and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, but I quickly fell in love with it. I nice. loved ice hockey, and it became kind of like the thing that I did all the time. I would skate whenever I could. Like my dad built me my own little mini rink in the backyard so that I could okay. s- skate at yeah. night or whenever I wanted to. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I did um, okay. as much as possible. Um, though, so super committed my sophomore year once I like actually decided, yes, I did like this. Um, but halfway through, um, my junior season, um, I got a really bad concussion. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I was out of school for, um, a month on bed rest. Oh, wow. I had to have the lights like turned off all the time. I mm-hmm. wasn't allowed to have any type of technology turned on um, just because the stimulation was going to be too intense yeah. for my brain and it needed to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so th- for the rest of the season, I was out. Um, I <laughs> it was just a bench warmer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, and it was really disappointing um, and frustrating and um it made school challenging it made relationships challenging um a lot of people said that my personality changed um which was interesting Mm -hmm. so i i lost friends um i got new friends (laughs) um after the fact but yeah it was a big uh what's the word um pivot point in my life Mm -hmm. things really just changed for me um but once I was fully recovered, I got back into hockey, um, and it took me a while to get my strength back and whatnot. But um, yeah, I don't I don't regret playing hockey. I still okay. play it today. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I play on a men's league. 
Okay. Um, Here in, in Holland? Uh, Georgetown. Georgetown. Jensen. Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah. Jenison. Okay. Jenison, is that right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm still learning this area, <laughs> um, even though I've now been um, out since, let's see, 2013, so like five-ish years around this area, and I'm still like, where am I? <laughs> no, <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what is that like being a girl in a men's league? Is that, <laughs> does that um, bring its own set of challenges? or? You know, at first I was really intimidated oh, yeah. um, just because I uh, – I felt like I had to um, outperform those who were, like, the same size as me yeah. um, to, like, prove that I was worthy to be there. Um, but very quickly, I was, like, welcomed with open arms. Um, and the guys that I skate with are super awesome. And, nice. like the people that are on my team are part of the reason why I just keep coming back. Okay. Um, so I've been on this team for over two years now, um, possibly three. I can't even remember. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they are goofy, but they're, 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 they're all super patient and nice, and right. I enjoy their company and, like, I only had really two years of hockey under my belt from high school. Um, and so some of these guys played through like their entire childhood or they only played for like a few years, but they had some type of like training. And yeah. so um, they're willing to like help out and give advice. Um, so yeah, I would say now, like after I kind of got over this like need to like outperform and yeah. like show myself, like I just go and have fun, and nice. I love it. Now, is the pace of play different between women's games and mm. men's games, or? Well, it's a uh, a beer league. Oh, okay. So it's not <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's not professional it's not semi-professional right. like it's just like a bunch of people who are on organized league um yeah. and so there is some intensity because it is competitive right. um but it was not it's not anything like when i was in high school it was de definitely more intense i feel being on that team yeah. in high school than what i am on right now okay. um it's a no check league Okay. Um, so I don't have to, well, I still get checked oh, yeah. and then people get put in the box, but, um, <laughs> nothing like what it would be. Right. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Um, so I would say that, yeah, it's possibly less intense than it was for me on the girls only team yeah. that was in high school. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I've never, honestly, I've never met a female hockey player. Okay. Before, so I only know, you know, I've been to the whole men's games. Yeah. Like, I know that style of play, so I wasn't sure if there was a difference or. There is. I mean, um, women's leagues um, or women's teams are normally just standard no check. Okay. Um, but a lot of times, like if you're on a team where you have like a coach and stuff like that, you will practice how to check without checking, like how to do it so that you can hit them, but not get called and get put in the penalty box. <laughs> Just enough to throw it off, but not right. Right, just just enough to like cause a little chaos, but not to the point where you're gonna get called on it. Um, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 
<laughs> so soccer, did you do that all four years of high school or? I did, uh, let's see. I did soccer through my junior year. Okay. Um, and I didn't do soccer through my high school. I was on a traveling team. Okay. Yes. I was uh, the goalie for the okay. team. I had my own coach. Um, mm-hmm. And our coaches, um, we they had brought in from Brazil. And so... Uh, best of the best. I know. Right? <laughs> um, so... Uh, my coach, he he spoke in broken English okay. often, um, but the two of us would work just fine. But it was just so funny because um, he he would often try to tell me that I was crazy, but like not in like trying to, to like offend me. But he was just trying to say like you have to be crazy to be willing to get in front of the ball, right? Because that ball is coming in fast. Yeah. Um. So it was always so funny when he was like trying to say these things to me but then he was afraid that he was offending me so then he would like backpedal and be like no 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 (laughs) like i it's totally fine don't worry i know what you're trying to say um so yeah i did that um but like i i didn't do it my senior year i kind of started losing interest in soccer because i was getting so into hockey so like the time that i would normally do my uh, traveling soccer stuff was during like the summer Mm -hmm. um and instead i started playing hockey year-round okay you feel like your years as a goalie helped develop some skills that you could use in hockey uh i mean sort of like Mm -hmm. it's it's you have to have defensemen. You have to have uh, forwards. Like, it's the same kind of, like, setup for players. It's just, like, there's five people on the ice, whereas yeah. there's, what is it, 11 people or something yeah. on a soccer field. Um, so, like, strategizing strategizing for play for hockey and for soccer is kind of similar. Um, so, I guess, it, in a way, yes, um, it got me going in that direction already um but it's like hockey you have like maybe a minute where you're on the ice and then you have to get off like you you give it you give it your all and then get off get a change whereas like soccer especially being the goalie i never i never left you don't come off you don't come off the field and being the goalie um for soccer at least for the team that i was on um, I was the one calling the shots. I, I was mm-hmm. trained to be talking to my defensemen, talking to yep. the forwards, um, and, like, kind of commanding and, like, moving the team. Um, whereas, like, I was a left wing, or I still am a left wing for hockey. So I'm up doing my own thing. I don't interact too much with uh, the goalie, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So, it sounds like sports took up a lot of your life. Was there anything you did outside of it? Or was there just no time (laughs) or no desire? Um, Yeah, I would say sports kind of dominated my life. Um, Outside of that, I mean, I did a lot of volunteering. um, Because I feel like it was something that my parents tried to install in me or instill in me of just like, we should be giving back to our community. So yep. I volunteered a lot at church. I volunteered a lot um, at like the community uh, 
what is it, soup kitchen. Yep. Um, I volunteered at a preschool during the summers okay. um, and go help out with um, the special needs kids. Yep. Um, so volunteering was kind of my other thing that I did. Um, and volunteering is still super important to me today. Um, so I, right now I attend in Getty Church, which okay. is here in Holland. Um, and so I serve on the tech team there. Mm-hmm. Um, which actually I got started at Hope doing tech yep. stuff. <laughs> I remember seeing you back there. Oh yeah, yeah, really? Yep. So like I started at Hope um, doing tech stuff uh, for the worship team, um, which then translated into me doing it for the church that I now attend in Getty. Yep. Um, but I also, um, so in Getty is very mission focused. Okay. Um, so they've sent, I think in the last five years or so, they've sent about 50 missionaries Wow. out yeah okay um so uh they wanted to make sure that they were caring well for their missionaries and so um a few year a few years back they started kind of trying to create a team of people to better send and better care for these people that we were sending out on the field yep. um and so they created a sending team which was a, a group of people to um kind of get people started in mm-hmm. this process. And then they created um, a care team, which was uh, what I was on. Okay. And I, I headed that team for um, the first um, two and a half years or so that it was active. Um, okay. So caring for missionaries, uh, we would um, check in on them to make sure that they were um, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually doing okay. Okay. Um, and so there was emails that would be sent, there'd be phone calls that would happen. Um, I had the opportunity to go visit for my specific person that I cared for. Um, she's based in Nepal. Um, okay. So I've gone to Nepal three times um, with her or mm-hmm. to see her. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I spent a lot of time with that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what has that been like traveling over to <laughs> Nepal? Yeah. Um, well, let's see. It's hours and hours of travel oh, um, yeah. to begin with. <laughs> uh, so, like, the the biggest flight is usually about 14 hours. I okay. go from Chicago to Doha, Qatar. Okay. And then a six hour flight from there to nepal and um yeah i do not like it (laughs) i I I can see why it's it's so long Mm -hmm. and so like i don't know i feel like i go crazy but by the time like at least i have something exciting and fun to like look forward to and like at least i'm getting to nepal and i get to see erica and i get to go and do all these things because goodness gracious, like <laughs> it's like forty hours of travel total usually for yeah. me. Um, yeah, one way, and then I have to come <laughs> home. Um, but yeah, I, the first time I went to Nepal, I went trekking um, oh. with a short-term team from my church. Um, we went um, with an organization that's like a humanitarian group that is uh, working to end. Um, sex trafficking um and also okay. trying to teach the locals about sanitation okay um so we went the first time there um and then after that um 
Erica, who I've been caring for, mm-hmm. um, she works for an organization that works with women who've been saved from the sex industry um, in Nepal and India. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I spent all of my time for those trips in Kathmandu, which is the big city yep. um, there. It's got, like, I think it's a million, two million people or something wow. like that. It's massive. Yeah. Um Travel there is very exhausting. Oh, yeah. Um, lots of people and lots of cars on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I feel like the laws for the road are suggestions or just <laughs> guidelines, and they aren't necessarily always followed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I had to just kind of, like, let go and be okay with the fact that it like i think we're gonna crash but nope our driver is fine looks like he got around that one again like i just had to trust the nepali drivers like i know what they're doing so like i cannot spend any energy looking out the window like i just i just need to like let go and let it be like all right here we go sounds a lot like traveling in new york city oh yeah probably (laughs) (laughs) uh wow okay yeah so now let's go to college yeah coming back to hope yeah what is now that transition from back home to coming back here what was that transition like uh yeah good question so uh yeah i don't (laughs) even know where to begin uh so coming back to hope um it was definitely weird to come back after Mm -hmm. leaving hope um just in the sense of just like this was a place that like was my home and then like i had i said goodbye i said goodbye to professors i said goodbye to friends Mm -hmm. i said goodbye to a lot of things um and to then come back here like it, it felt like uh not wrong but it was just like this isn't my place anymore like right this place has been set up and is ready for like the next people and like i've said goodbye to this phase in my life but here i am and mm-hmm. i'm back um but like the nice thing was uh professors remembered me yeah i know like stepping into the job for like disability and accessibility resources um I had to deal or just I had to work closely with professors on a regular basis and the fact that like I pretty much know like more than half of the faculty by name and right. like, interacted with them made it super easy to transition into this job oh, yeah. um, because I'm like okay well oh you know professor so-and-so I know where his office is I can just run down there real quick no problem I don't yeah. have to ask anybody like how do I find professor who or whatever yeah yep um so yeah i like there was a lot of benefits to like coming back and working for the place that i took classes at yeah yeah i've i've learned that myself too i I bet it's (laughs) like yeah like like, you're not really you're gone but then you come back and it's like you never left yeah so what did you study here uh, exercise science and psychology. I've Does that surprise you? <laughs> well, no, but because saying exercise science, I'm pretty sure I remember my brother talking about having classes with you. Mike Harper? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so funny. I didn't even realize. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. That's, 
there's so many people that like I had classes with and that interacted with that I've actually run into since like coming back mm-hmm. and like taking this job that like I'm like wait a minute like what like we were in <laughs> class together like like oh yeah we took you know Saleta's whatever class together I'm yeah. like oh my gosh we did <laughs> <laughs> but, that's awesome yeah no so what were you planning on doing with those Hmm. degrees yeah good question (laughs) um so when i was looking at hope college i was thinking athletic training okay yes um so after getting my concussion in high school um i spent a lot of time with our athletic trainer she was the one who had to clear me so i could get back to hockey um and so like every week i was hanging out with her like hey how are you doing (laughs) so like i'd have to sit around sometimes and wait for her to like finish taping someone's ankle or whatever before she could like test me to make sure i was like on course or whatever yeah um and so my senior year i had to do some type of internship and so i was like hey can I shadow you? I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, you know, maybe this is this is what I want to do. Okay. Um, so when I, um, like, I had applied to a bunch of different schools, and I knew that I was going to do probably some type of, like, science-based something. Mm-hmm. So all the schools that I looked like looked at um, had different things that, like, were appealing to me. Um, but, yeah, I... Uh, quickly decided that maybe actually athletic training wasn't quite the right thing for me. And so I was thinking, okay, I'm going to go PT. I'm going to do physical therapy. So uh, when I finally like turned in all of my paperwork for hope and like kind of sort of declared on Mm -hmm. signing up for classes, I was like, okay, I'm going to go physical therapy. Um, For hope college, uh, at least for my major, you have to do some type of internship as one of the requirements. Um, and so I did three internships. Okay. Uh, like, okay, I'm going to start with uh, kids. I love kids. I'm going to do peds for physical therapy. Mm-hmm. Didn't like it. I didn't like working with the kids. They just cried and they didn't like seeing me. <laughs> I'm like, this is no fun. I want kids to like me, not hate me. Right. So like, no, 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 no. So then like the next summer, I worked with uh, general population physical therapy i didn't like it i didn't like it at all i once again i ran into people telling me that they didn't like seeing me because it caused them pain and i just emotionally could not handle being the source of pain for people even though i knew that what i was doing was making them better Mm -hmm. um and so i was like okay well maybe old people it's the right population for me maybe (laughs) they won't be so like upset so i tried um like a short rotation um with geriatric patients and i'm like no absolutely not this is not the right field for me people are not going to like seeing me i need people (laughs) to like seeing me like i can't emotionally handle like people like despising coming to see me because i'm the source of their pain like i just couldn't i could not even so my junior year i had like identity crisis mm-hmm. hardcore i was like i'm gonna become a baker i'm gonna i'm gonna bake <laughs> who doesn't love a baker right? <laughs> so like i did a bunch of research into like like once i graduate i'm gonna go to this school for culinary mm-hmm. stuff and yeah no it's like no okay i'm not gonna do that 
because I love to bake and I like to make food, but I only like making food for me and my family pretty much or like my friends. I do not want to go like right into that industry. I don't want to be getting up at 2 a.m. to bake bread yeah. or whatever. So it's <laughs> like I'm lost. So I started asking for guidance from um, my advisor and um, he recommended um, doing a rotation with um, a clinical exercise physiologist. Okay. Um, and so I did I did an internship over the summer after I graduated um, at um, Spectrum. Yep. Really liked it. Okay. Um, I took the test to become a certified clinical exercise physiologist, which is a mouthful. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> And, like, I passed the test. I got my hours. Like, I am, I am a certified clinical exercise physiologist. Awesome. Woohoo. <laughs> um, and so, uh, around that time when I was getting my certification finished up, I got married. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you know Leo Herzog, yep. yeah, CIT, that's my hubby. <laughs> um, so, got married around that time, same time. He was already hired at Hope. Um, he... As a student, he worked at CIT. He left his desk at CIT with his box of things. He applied for a job at CIT. And that fall, he walked back to his desk with his box of things (laughs) and continued working at his same desk. So, because he liked his job so much, like, I I was not going to move us so that I could have my job. So, there's um, two locations um that were close enough um to where we were living that i felt like okay i could see myself you know there there's one spot um here in holland that does um rehab that would work for my certification and Mm -hmm. then there was also um a location in uh, gr actually technically there's two of them but there was one that i preferred but um those jobs are very cushy jobs they're really nice jobs Mm -hmm. they'd people do not let go of them yeah um and so i struggled to find openings yeah um so i, I had a, a few friends who were engineer majors here at hope and they were starting um a business called ring cam oh yeah um and they're like okay we know that you're trying to find this clinical whatever job um, but in the meantime, we just need hands. Do you want to come work for us? And I was like, sure, I'll come work. That's mm-hmm. fine. But I'm going to keep applying for jobs right. or whatever. Like if something comes up, I, I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah. They're like, okay, totally fine. So uh, for the first year after I had my certification, nothing opened up. I like I even went and bothered some of the clinics like the one here in Holland I was like I'll just come volunteer yeah I'll just get like let me just come do things and they're like no 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 I'm like okay I have my license like you don't have to pay me I will volunteer they're like no 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 I'm like okay so like I kept looking at jobs and some of them like uh Lansing one opened up one in Flint but it was just Mm -hmm too far away for a drive for me i just didn't want to drive all the way there every day for work yeah no thank you (laughs) um so yeah i worked at ring cam and after a year i kind of gave up on trying to find this clinical exercise physiologist job i stopped um 
stopped like looking online i stopped trying to like email them and pest them um and i worked for Ringcam for two and a half years okay. as um their operations manager so i took care of pretty much uh running the show in shipping and making sure the boxes were working and mm-hmm. functioning um and then if they were rentals ma- like cleaning them up and re- like getting them back on the floor so they could yep. go out to the next customer wow yeah so you had kind of a journey to get back here yes yeah wow <laughs> now I've heard a little bit about Ring Cam, but I'm not sure if anyone else yeah. that's listening. So, could you talk a little bit more about them? Yeah, sure. Um, so, Ring Cam um, is a company that makes a ring box that has a camera inside of it so that mm. you can record your proposal from like the ring's view. Um, and uh, it's got like a little button and a little switch on it to like get it going. Um, and. They will edit the video for you. They'll create a like proposal web page for you. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know if they're still doing it today, but they were doing that before. Um, yeah. Before they had a rental program, but now it's just they just sell them. Okay. Um, they've gotten to a point where that's just what makes the most sense for them. Um, but yeah, it was started by four of my buddies who were. Uh, I would see. I think three of them were engineer majors, and one of them was a computer science major. Okay. And we ran with it for, let's see, like, they were at it for, I think, about three years, and I was two and a half years. Um, And eventually, it got to a point where it is now self-sufficient, pretty much. Okay. They don't really have to do much. They have hired a team of individuals Mm -hmm. that they ship out. They do customer service for them so that they can have other jobs. Wow. Yeah. So I needed another job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So okay. uh, that's how I got to this job now. Yeah. Yeah. So talk a little bit about what you do here. Now. Yeah. Um, so I work in the Disability and Accessibility Resource Office. So um, I am the accommodation coordinator. I take the requests um or what's been determined by carrie and jean who work in my office Mm -hmm. um and i kind of implement it so um if a student has testing accommodations i make sure that you know that's getting taken care of we do scheduling we do the actual physically uh proctoring it um if you have alternative texts you you meet with me i'll teach you how to use the software or to get your things downloaded or um what else is there i don't know all the things <laughs> note takers i hire note takers so okay. um if a student needs notes i'm the one emailing students in the class being like hey do you want to get paid to sit in class <laughs> i will pay you i will pay you to take notes you know, wow yeah okay so that's my job seems like a pretty nice job i love it i love working with the students i I love to organize, and mm-hmm. that's pretty much a big part of my job. It's just keeping everything, like, in its place, keeping the ship going. Yep. Um, so it fits me very well. Um, and for the most part, unlike the physical therapy stuff, people like to come see me. That's <laughs> what I was thinking when you were talking about all the physical therapy. I'm like, hmm, 
Now you're in a job where people want to come see you. Yeah, yeah. And I tried to make my office or like my space where I work. I don't have an office. <laughs> I'm in the hallway. I like to joke. I like. To, I'm just like in the space where all the things are happening. Um, but yeah, I try to make it inviting. I try to always greet everyone that comes through my door with a mm-hmm. smile. Um, yeah, and I'm like, I feel like I've been trying to also just. Um, what's the word help decrease the stigma around um disabilities there's right. so many so many students who have disabilities and a lot of them are um invisible ones and um i don't know like it's just hard to know that like people are feeling like like they're embarrassed or they're ashamed of it but when right. like a lot of it is out of your control like yeah. i had a concussion right it affected my uh, ability to think, it, my ability to sleep, it, like all sorts of things. Um, and so, like, we deal with students who have concussions. Right. We deal with mental health. We deal with um, chronic diseases. Um, so, like, uh, I'm trying to think, like, cancer. Like, there's some students yeah. who have cancer and have to go for treatments or dialysis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they need accommodations or... Um, those learning disabilities, which I feel like is more commonly known about, but um, it's actually one of our lower percentages of students that we work with. Wow. Okay. So So if a student needs access to you and your services, how can they get a hold of you? um, The best way is to email us. So dar at hope.edu. Okay. Yep. Okay. Nice. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So kind of going to step away from work a little bit yeah talk about leo and how you guys met (laughs) (laughs) uh so i met leo actually uh during the first weekend at hope as freshman okay yeah um the girl who was living in the room right next to my room um we quickly bonded like Mm -hmm almost in the first moments um and so we spent most of that freshman orientation weekend together um and she and leo had met like sometime in high school they lived in the same town um and so she and i were out and about doing something and we ran into him and she's like oh leo so um there was someone who was in my freshman orientation group Plus Leo, plus my friend Jessica, the four of us kind of started a friend group okay. um, that weekend, and like that friend group just did everything together throughout okay. college. Yeah. Um, and at that time, I was still dating my high school sweetheart, and he was dating his, mm-hmm. um, and so we were just friends. Um, we didn't start dating until our junior year oh towards the end of our junior year um yeah what else do you want to (laughs) know i mean whatever you whatever you feel like saying about him yeah i emailed him around the same time i emailed you and he never responded he's super busy right now yeah i figure oh my goodness the poor man he's uh i don't know if it's because of the weather that we've had well i I know know you've probably been swamped don't get me started yeah yeah but (laughs) i know i got the email when did we get that email from cit a couple couple days ago saying they're gonna 
that yes. Wi-Fi is going to be shut down someday. Yes. Yes. So I'm sure he's swamped with that. Yeah, he's. I don't. He's got so many things on the docket. Like I don't even know anymore what he's actually <laughs> working on. But he keeps coming home this week, and he's just like. I have so many things to do. I'm like, I'm so sorry. And like, I told him that I had responded to you yeah. and he's like, yeah, I gotta do that eventually. <laughs> like, okay, well. No, it's, and I saw that not too long ago, he favorited the podcast on Anchor. So I yes. have a feeling he might be listening to this soon. Yes. So yes. <laughs> here's your reminder, Leo, that you should probably you're coming respond. on at some point. Yes. <laughs> But, okay, so things just kind of took off Yeah. junior year. Yeah, things, uh, so we started dating at the end of our junior year, um, and uh, I don't know. I was crazy about him. How about that? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, so, yeah, w- we dated throughout, um, like, our senior year, um, post uh graduation um let's see i think he proposed to me about like a year after we graduated okay um and we had the shortest engagement uh it was i think three and a half months oh wow yeah yeah so i had uh told him like he had been asking questions about like ring like what would you like for a ring like i don't know like eight to ten months prior to this Mm -hmm. um and uh, like i told him and then i just said hey like if you're planning on like maybe proposing i don't know why you're asking about rings like i'd like to get married in the fall so like if you want to get married like this coming fall you should probably uh get your act in order otherwise we should probably wait like another year right he's like okay yeah whatever sounds good like okay so then he proposes july 12th and he's like, so, do you think we can pull off this fall wedding you wanted? I'm like, no. <laughs> what? I need, like, in general, like, wedding companies need at least six months right. notice. And I'm like, okay. We'll, we'll see. So, like, um, I contacted the church that my parents got married in in Grand Rapids. Okay. Um, they had an opening um, in November. I'm like, okay, maybe we can do that. So then I contacted, um, you know, a place for a reception, got that to figure it out. The weekend after uh, he proposed, I found a dress and got it ordered and got it turned around pretty quick. I had to get like a like already made dress. Yeah. Um, that was a size too big for me, but then I just got it like taken in. Yep, yeah, taken in. So mm-hmm. then it wasn't a problem. Um, but yeah, we. We were married uh, like three and a half months later or whatever, which was crazy. Uh, and we had a really small wedding. Um, we had 32 guests. Okay. Um, 22 of those people were family members. And we had 10 friends that came to our ceremony. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So super tiny. Mm-hmm. If it had been up to Leo, we probably would have had a courthouse wedding where it would have been like, he said, can we just invite our siblings and our parents and call it good? I'm like, absolutely not. Our grandparents will be so angry with us. We cannot right. not invite them. And then it's like, what about our friends? He's like, they don't have to come. I guess they do. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So now you talked about traveling to Nepal. Yeah. For, is there... Have there been other opportunities for you to travel either for work or 
volunteering or just because? Yes. So the first year that I went to Nepal, in that same year, I went to Mexico. Okay. I went to Iceland. Okay. I went to London. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) The funny thing is, before that, I had to like told myself I'm never leaving the United States. Like, I do not like to travel. I'm a homebody. I mm-hmm. like to be home as much as possible. Like, I don't even sometimes like traveling within the states. Like, I don't want to get on a plane. Right. I just I just want to be home. I want to do things at home. I like to hike. I mm-hmm. like to go swimming. I love Lake Michigan. Like, yep. I don't need to leave Holland. Well, I have all the things I got need. everything here. Yeah, life is good. Um, but then... I felt like I was called to go to Nepal. And then all of a sudden, that same year, uh, like my... Oh, I went to Ireland, too, that year. Oh, my gosh. Um, So, in that year, my brother-in-law graduated from high school. So, Mm -hmm. we went to Mexico to celebrate that. My grandparents had their 50th anniversary that year. So, they took us to Ireland. Then... um, Leo and I decided to go on our own vacation after having the vacation with the grandparents. So we went to London because <laughs> we're like, well, if we're already over there, we're going to go. Right. Sure. Um, then my dad, he's a doctor. He had mm-hmm. to go to a medical conference in Iceland. And I was like, well, I've already been traveling a ton. Can I just <laughs> can I just come with you? And he's like, I guess you can come. I'm like, yes. <laughs> so we went to Iceland and I left Leo at home. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, bye. <laughs> I told my dad I'm going with him. Have fun with our dogs. <laughs> you know. Wow. And then this year, I'm going to Norway. Ooh. Yeah. That'll be cool. Yeah. So uh, the traveler who doesn't like to travel right. just keeps traveling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, even like for work, yeah. are there conferences or anything like that that you're able to go to? I. I've been looking into it, but I have not gone to any conferences for for my job. I've come yeah. to conferences for Leo's work. Well, yeah. Yeah, I've <laughs> tagged along for that. Um, yeah, I just, I've um, I've been here for a year um, now, year and a half-ish. Um, and I've spent a lot of time just, like, digging in here and trying to figure things out. So I haven't had a chance to, like, I want to get more training. I want to yep. uh, learn more about like assistive technology it's amazing some of the things that are happening um and the things that i've been learning um but i'd love to go to a conference and see what other schools are doing um i just i haven't had the opportunity yet and i haven't had time to do research to find something that made sense for me Mm -hmm. so it's on the list yeah yep wait you said a year and a half ish that you've been here yeah when did you start i started uh Let's see, November of 2017. You started just after I did. Oh, man. I was, I was Halloween 17. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So yeah. we've been around pretty much the same yeah. amount of time. Okay. That's hilarious. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. Hardly been here. I feel like, I sometimes feel like I've only been here for like a month. Like right. things are still pretty new to me and I'm still learning things. But like I said earlier, like I was a student here. So like, it's definitely helped me to like know where you know right. where's the psychology department or whatever yeah yeah all right so as we get ready to oh that's that's not good oh all right as we get ready to wrap this up yeah um 
<laughs> I want you to do three things for me. Okay. Let's see real quick how long we have on this computer. 21 minutes. We okay, got this. we might be good. Um, three quick things. First, don't give me like a Webster's dictionary definition or anything, but okay. what is your personal definition of hope? Oh, man. Uh, hope. Hope is. It's a desiring. It's a looking forward to the future. Um, I I feel like hope is um, knowing or anticipating or expecting something better or something good to come. Okay. I like that. All right. Second thing I want you to do is write a letter to your college freshman self. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? What, what would what would I say right now what to, would you to me? Tell them, yeah. No, no. Uh, <laughs> you need to take a chill pill, Megan. It's gonna be fine. You don't need A's in all the classes. Like enjoy enjoy the time, enjoy the people. Don't write that paper at two AM. Do it before. It'll be better, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yep. Okay. And then the final thing I want you to do is rate your life up to this point hmm. on a scale of one to five one being it's nothing like you thought it would be five being it's everything you thought oh gosh a one <laughs> this is not this is not the life that i thought i'd be living but i would say that it's definitely better than i was expecting okay. like i definitely like, even as like a little kid i thought i'm gonna be a doctor i'm gonna save lives i'm gonna do like i'm gonna do all this medical stuff and i do not save lives i'm not a doctor but like that's okay and I think that, like, God has steered me where I'm supposed to be. So it's not where I thought I would be, but it's definitely the like the best place for me to be. Right. It's where you're supposed to be. Yeah. I like that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. Yeah. Coming down here. Happy um, to. Guys, if you're at this point, which hopefully you've listened throughout the entire thing, thank you so much for hanging on. Remember, you can find us on Facebook, Tales of Hope Podcast, Instagram and Twitter, at Tales of Hope Pod, all one word, YouTube, Tales of Hope Podcast, YouTube will not be up to date. If you want me to be re-adding the videos and everything, please let me know. And you can find us on Anchor, anchor.fm slash Tales of Hope, or search for Tales of Hope on the Anchor app or the website. And feel free to email the show stories of hope. No, it- I was like, <gasps> how can I shorten this? Oh no. Okay. Please. I'll be honest. Oh my god, it's been recording. Okay. And we are back. Um the battery died. I'm so sorry, guys, but Again, I'm pretty sure I left off with the email. So, we're done. Don't forget, you can be kind of a jack-of-all-trades doing everything, like Megan. (laughs) You can be a college janitor, like myself. You can be a student. You can be a coach. You can be anywhere in the world. doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter where you live. You have a tale to tell. Your tale matters. And here at Tales of Hope... That is exactly what we do. I will see you guys next week.